0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as is Tuesday tradition, Andy's talking about golf. So we bring in Matthew Rooney. Great time to do that, Matt, because I guess it was, I mean, we made a lot of money on that game. I sure didn't watch yeah. a lot of it. I mean, it was Georgia, man, Woo!
1: There was a college football national championship played last night, kind of. I think one team played. The other team was kind of just there. Um, But like you said, we made some money on it. I know Dan gave out the first touchdown winner. I had my over. That was was nice. Um, Georgia hit the over by themselves, which was fantastic. Um, We talked about it a little bit pre-show. TCU obviously was not anywhere near the team Georgia was. And then TCU also came out and played kind of nervous and scared, which is not something they'd done really all year. Um, It's not at all how they came out against Michigan and Georgia just, you know, they got going in the first quarter. And like we were saying to each other before the show, Georgia is very much a team that once they get going, they're really, really hard to stop. And they got in that rhythm very early and TCU could do absolutely nothing about it to stop them. And that's just kind of what it was. I mean, did TCU deserve to be there? Yes, they absolutely did. They, they did what they needed to in the regular season. They beat the number two team in the nation of Michigan. That's kind of the, the weird part of the argument for me is people said they didn't deserve to be there when they went to the playoff and won their semifinal game against the number two team in the country. Um, but Georgia was just that much better than everybody else. They, I, I did, except for Ohio State, I really think they were.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, as someone who's a Penn State fan, I'd just like to point out that this really just makes Michigan look stupid.
1: You know what? Anything that makes Michigan look stupid, I'm all on board with, and I really think – it th- I mean, if you're – true. As a Notre
0: Dame fan, you're anti. Yeah, I'm not, not a
1: Michigan That's guy. this so a nice crossover. If you're looking at them – if you're looking at that game last night, you got to be sitting there as a Michigan fan kicking yourself. Like, are you kidding me? This is the team that beat us. This is the team that we went down, you know, 21-6 to at half. To, like, how the hell did we lose to that team? But credit to TCU. They played a great game then, and then the national championship, they um, – they laid a little bit of an egg. They like Max Duggan, the second play of the game, or second offensive play of the game, I should say. Had um, I forgot who the receiver was, but he had like a a 15 yard corner route that you know the receiver had a beat on the D back, and if he completes, it probably picks up even more yards. And then he got some momentum, and that's what TCU thrived on all season was big plays and momentum. And Duggan, who'd been their best player all year, just launches it about seven yards by the receiver, and it's nowhere close. And then their one big play on the touchdown drive that they had that deep ball. Should have been a touchdown, but he severely under threw it and, you know, let the Georgia uh, D-back catch up to him. They still ended up scoring on the drive anyway, but just Max Duggan didn't look right last night. And it was really kind of off brand for him. And then on the other side of the ball, Stetson Bennett just played a perfect football game. I mean, you could not have asked for any more out of him. He was absolutely unbelievable. Last year, he struggled early and then finished strong. This year, it was just, he was great the entire game. He was perfect
0: gotta think it helped his draft stock a a ton again it's tough to know you know what a 511 quarterback like him is going to do in the NFL mm-hmm. but i'm sure that's definitely going to get him a seat at the table it was kind of fun a little bit to watch the Georgia juggernaut but yeah i didn't really watch any of the second half again kudos to Dan first touchdown scorers kudos to you for the over everybody that i knew that had Georgia minus 12 and a half it was uh, it was at least easy from that standpoint and uh, we've got the championship odds up here and is it just easy as just take it, Georgia again? Like what would it, maybe a better question. What would it take for Georgia not to win a national championship next year? Because from what producer Dan was mentioning, they have a pretty easy schedule and if they go undefeated, even with one loss, they're in the playoffs. So what would it take for them not to repeat?
1: I think it would take a a drop off in consistency at the quarterback position. Um, Stetson Bennett, I mean, people were saying last year, you can't win a national title because of Stetson Bennett. Now, you know, Stetson Bennett was last night's MVP. He was very, very good. He was great in big moments for them all year. Uh, it, it's a new quarterback in, in a new position and, you know, playing in a big moment like that, if, if and when they get to the playoff, which they probably will, that's um, going to be a whole new experience. And you never know what you're going to see from those guys. Um, so I, I think it's going to take, you know, maybe the quarterback position, not being as smooth of a transition as they would like, Um, But that said, when you look at Georgia's, when you look at Alabama's, you look at Ohio State's, all three teams are going to have new quarterbacks next year. They're still the top three favorites to win the national championship because they are able to just replace that talent with very high-end talent. Um, I, I do think that with how their schedule lines up, they do probably run the table because that SEC East just isn't all that great Tennessee. I, th- I know they're 20 to one, but I think they're going to have a little bit of a drop off next year with Joe Milton that with uh, going from Hendon hooker to Joe Milton. They lose their top two receivers. I-, I still like them as a team next year, but I'm not sure they're going to be ready to compete with Georgia with, you know, pretty much all new skill players. Um, the one name that jumps out to me and this stings to say as a Notre Dame fan, but LSU at 20 to one, I think has some pretty good value at I- I Brian Kelly had a good recruiting class there. LSU always has a lot of talent. He's getting his quarterback back. And they played really, really good football kind of towards the end of the year. They ended up losing by, you know, a bunch to Georgia in the SEC championship game. But Georgia is a really good football team. And a lot of teams lose by a lot to Georgia in, in big games. And they lost their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, in that game for a while. Getting, every, getting their quarterback back is big for them. And I really think that that's a team to kind of keep an eye out for. Um, Michigan is one I'd have an eye on, but you don't know what's going to happen there with Harbaugh, but they're getting everybody back. I mean, Blake Corum's coming back. Donovan Edwards is back. J.J. McCarthy is back. They're going to have to replace some receivers, but that's a team that's kind of bringing most of that offense back. So that's one, another one to keep out on, an eye on. But 8-1 to one with the coach uncertainty and not, not, not knowing where that's going to be, probably one I hold off on for a while. And then George is probably one, like you said, with, with Iga Shwantek, you know, throwing some parlays. Maybe throw Georgians and futures parlays. I think that's a I think that's a good way to go about it.
0: I like that. I'll just be peppering Georgia and with some stuff. Maybe I'll do a Georgia Ega French Open parlay. I like it. That's gotta be like five That's
1: six, our five. two world that's our two worlds colliding. I like it.
0: Oh, that's that's I guess I'm supposed to talk about NBA, but I'll I'll do that while you're talking about hockey here in a second, because we do have some national basketball tonight in the association. Um a relatively small slate, I guess medium sized slate. We've got six games here on a Tuesday night, and it's a pretty messy slate. Just one look for me here as I look at some of the other games. My Philadelphia 76ers are huge favorites over the Pistons. Uh, Sixers probably put up a big number tonight. Thought maybe about a Pistons team total under, but all those numbers look just about right to me. Um, I would love to fade the Toronto Raptors because it's my new favorite thing to do, but I'm also not ready to bet on the Charlotte Hornets, so we have to That's skip fair. that game. Cavs' jazz should be great. You know, Maybe look for some Donovan Mitchell overs as he goes back to Utah. Um, very comfortable there, and not that he hates – the. Utah franchise. I just think I want to put on a show for the jazz fans that supported him so well for all those years. Our Orlando magic catching a lot of points from the blazers, but it's a tough schedule spot. Magic played last night. have to go up to Portland tonight. We'll skip that one. And then Mavericks Clippers. That should be awesome. But I don't bet Clippers games until right before tip because we have no idea who's playing anyway. Um, That leaves one game and one look. I like here the golden state warriors. um, Steph Curry upgraded to questionable. um, Oh, It's not as good as Upgraded to Doubtful, but Upgraded to Questionable is always pretty good. I do love
1: Upgraded to Doubtful. That's that's one of my favorites.
0: It's just fantastic. Again, if you want to start an NBA show, you have my permission to pay me for the name Upgraded to Doubtful. Um, (laughs) Upgraded to Questionable tonight, Steph Curry. Who knows if he'll play tonight. Either way, this Warriors team has been fantastic at home, especially defensively. And they go up against a Phoenix Suns team that has just been... Not good at basketball without Devin Booker. It's been a real struggle for Phoenix, again, without Devin Booker, without Cameron Johnson as well. Um, two guys that are really big pieces. Obviously, Booker, the best offensive player on that team for Phoenix here. And, and it creates an environment where we're playing Chris Paul a little too much, and when we do, the game really slows down. The Suns have really struggled to score even 100 points, let alone 105, the 110 that they would need to go over this number tonight. Um so give me the suns team total under one Oh nine here. Again, it should be a very slow game. Golden state defensively has been fantastic at home. Maybe things will be a little different if Curry does play tonight, but regardless, I had the suns closer to 105, 106 points and uh, I really just like this. So under one Oh nine. And if it gets to under one Oh eight at some point, that's fine too. If you don't get the one Oh nine in time. So give me just the suns team total under tonight.
1: I like it. I'll root for some defense on the clock. I have no mind. No, no problem doing that. Um, is that a, uh, TNT game? Is it TNT
0: Tuesday? It could be. I just assume that it is. I'm too lazy to ever look. Okay. Well, let me see if I can find that. Fair NBA enough. That's an
1: educated be. guess that will say yes.
0: More like, I hope watch it is. It it's, yes, it is. It's got a I would TNT have to Tuesday. think Warriors'
1: Sons is TNT. Hot day. All right. One of the few nice uh, TV. show game combinations where I actually prefer watching the studio show to the game because it's that good. It's the I still best like the studio show studio ever. Show. It's the best.
0: There's no studio it's, show that's anywhere close to it, nor where they'll ever be.
1: Nope it's 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 peak. It's it's the peak. Um, speaking of the peak, uh, not hockey. Hockey's not that, but I do have some hockey picks. <laughs>
0: Hockey's fun. Again, hockey is the peak. Hockey is Hockey's the peak of probably live sports. There's nothing that feels and sounds like a hockey game. It's fantastic.
1: I will say Turner it's nowhere near obviously the NBA but Turner did a great job with their NHL studio as well with, with uh Paul Bissonette having Wayne Gretzky and their lot Rick Todd. like they have a very very good crew not quite the Barkley feel to it but it's it's still very very uh up there in terms of crew shows and they do a they do a lovely job as well so shout out Turner I guess for having um, good good studio shows uh, but yeah incredible. I got a got a pair of picks tonight I obviously have a, a plus money puck line and then I'm going with an over because we know I love overs. First, yeah, the Sabre. Everyone loves an over. It's Tuesday night hockey. What are you, you going to root for the clock? We're not going to do that here. Uh, Sabres in the crack, and the Kraken. We got two teams that played both last night. Uh, two teams that both score a lot of goals and one team that is terrible defensively. You're probably going to have both backup goalies in as well. Uh, Matt Jones has been very good for Seattle this year, but I believe he played last night. So not likely to play again tonight, especially with a, you know, a travel for them from Montreal to Buffalo. So look for an over there. Um, The Sabres already score and let up a lot of goals. And usually on these back-to-back nights, you either get tired legs and the offense, you know, the, the teams play a little bit slow or you get tired legs in the defense. There's a lot more defensive lapses. I expect the way these two teams play that you'll probably uh, be more on the side of some defensive lapses caused by tired legs. So we're going to take an over six and a half there. Uh, Oh, Seattle has been, I think they haven't scored less than four four goals in, in each of their last five games. They score a lot. Buffalo scores a lot. So let's go over six and a half. And the Jets minus one and a half over the Red Wings. Winnipeg, probably because they play in Winnipeg and they don't really have a true, like, superstar that people know or the true marketed superstar uh really flying under the radar with how good they are this year they're 26 and 13 uh they've been fantastic they're playing like the best team in the central division colorado has uh, not been as good so winnipeg's kind of taken that spot from them right now but colorado should still be back they're going up against the detroit team on the road that has lost 10 of their last 13 and 4 of their last 5 they're not really playing too well defensively their goals have dropped off i really like winnipeg in this spot they've, they've become a team for me that when they're going up against the non playoff team, you just kind of take the plus money puck line with them and roll with it, especially when it's this close to two to one at plus one seventy-two. That's some really good value on a very good hockey team. So good team against the not very good team on the plus money puck line. We're gonna take them. We're gonna roll with the Jets.
0: I like it. I like it. this is all very fun. And again, circling back to our important parlay, plus six sixty three, Georgia okay. National Championship, Ego French open. I think that's uh I think that'll be getting some action.
1: I still remember last year when you told us to do that. I went in and put a avalanche to win the Stanley Cup, Ega to win the French Open parlay. Totally forgot about it and then checked my FanDuel account <laughs> like a day or two after the Stanley Cup. and I was like, whoa, where did that come from? And I checked my bets. Oh, nice. Forgot I placed that. Big money.
0: It's the best feeling in the world. There is it literally really is. nothing better than forgetting you placed a bet and opening up your account and going, huh. Now it's annoying because the way they do the cash bets you have to like go back through your transaction history for months and try to find it which can we get that updated sportsbooks can I have a way to see my freaking bets based on yeah. when they were cashed instead of having to go back 6 months but Come on now it's a good problem to have
1: i'll take it whenever there's more money in my account that's a good thing
0: (laughs) it is and that's what's so fun about australian tennis matt it's pretty much all overnight you wake up the stuff is just sitting there waiting for you i had a pretty good night last night depending on where you play Cynia kova um she uh, her opponent retired the second set so maybe a cash there we got Zenevska two to one and kuda pretty comfortably there um got a couple outrights still alive and You know, things continue here in Australia as we build up towards the Australian Open. Again, we'll have some Australian Open picks a little bit later in the week. Just two bets for me tonight. Again, both of these matches should be this evening. There might be one that ends up being tomorrow. Again, always hard to tell with the schedule, but we'll start with the first wager here at Adelaide. And we're going to go back to Miss Katarina Siniakova here. Um, we'll be playing Caroline Garcia, Garcia coming in pretty much cold into this match. It played some United cups. So has been playing a little bit down under, but has yet to play in a tournament. I don't believe she played last week, had a bye, So this will be her first match. Siniakova has three, four matches here already on these courts. As she came through qualifying Has been playing really nice tennis and was plus 300 earlier. Now, apparently that took a little bit of a whack. I'm looking at plus 250 right now. If you can get anything plus 275 or better, I think this is a really nice wager. Garcia is obviously the better player. More talented, more capable, but again, given what The situation is here where we've got to look ahead towards the Australian Open next week. Garcia being among the favorites to win the Australian Open. Somebody that should really be focused, you know, could be here to give kind of her best effort before getting to Melbourne in a couple matches. Or comes out, has a tight first set, basically collects her check for showing up and being in the second round. Again, she is a buy, so automatic points and stuff there. and Just heads to Melbourne. Um... Always a nice little cherry on top, that motivation angle. Just looking at the numbers here, I only had Garcia closer to a minus 200 favorite as opposed to you know the, the 300, 350 that we're seeing now. So, again, anything plus 275, even maybe plus 265 or better on Kova looks pretty good. And then down in Hobart, the smaller event there, nuria Paisas-Diaz. We bet on her quite a bit last year and we'll continue to bet on her this year. Um, some of it, for whatever reason, seems to be underpriced on some of these hard Fast courts goes up against Yulia Putinseva. Putinseva, a perfectly fine tennis player, someone that brings a real effort and energy to the game, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but it doesn't really have any weapons here to get past body size Diaz. Again, NPD might have a little bit of a rough match. He is something that could be a little error prone, but this match should be much closer to a pickup. I'm seeing plus one fifty. I had this closer to plus one ten. So anything plus one thirty-five or better looks good for me here. So one big underdog in Adelaide and one medium underdog in Hobart.
1: I just like that we got we got two plus money picks there, and like you said, like w- waking up to the waking up to a plus money winner is the best because you don't have to sit through the stress of the of the plus money money line. And th- th- it's always stressful when you bet that you know plus three hundred underdog, even plus plus one fifty underdog, because you know obviously the odds aren't in your favor. It's really nice to just wake up that like oh okay they won it for me, and if they lost, then it's like all right whatever I lost the plus three hundred one that's not not usually going to hit, but it's a, it's a nice treat to wake up to.
0: It is. The overnight stuff is really fun. So I think that's all we have to cover here. we got some basketball, some hockey, some tennis, a free random futures parlay. Anything else to the people here, Matty, before we wrap it? Oh,
1: my Bears got the first overall pick. Shout out, Bears. We're back.
0: Do you want Okay, then do you want them to keep the first overall pick? Absolutely not. Tra- what what absolutely should they do? Not. Trade they the change. first pick or trade Justin Fields?
1: Trade the first pick, absolutely. You should trade it to – I mean, Jim Irsay is going to do something stupid. Um, this off season in all likelihood, because he, you know, he's, I think they're getting pretty desperate. And you need, to, if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm on the phone with him and I'm, you know, hey, you need to, what QB do you want? Houston's going to take him. You need to get in front of him. Give me two ones, you know, DeForest, Buckner, and then a couple more picks. And you got yourself a number one pick and your future quarterback. Like that's, I think that's what you do. I think you, you get the Colts action. to overpay massive because the, the Colts have some contracts and types of players that the bears are going to need and looking for, whether it's Buckner, whether it's what they want to unload. Michael Pittman jr. They got some pieces that the bears can also take advantage of. So that's,
0: that's my first call. All right. So your team fields, it's, it's, I kind of think that's what I would do. I don't know. I mean, again, everybody likes Bryce young. Are you in love with any of these quarterbacks? Not really.
1: I, I I think Bryce young would be my favorite uh, of the three. Um, But he's also like, he's a smaller guy and like, he's not Kyler Murray small, but You've seen what's happened. Like Kyler Murray is hurt just about every year because he's like he's he's small. His body isn't really able to take those hits. And I think if you put Bryce Young behind a bad offensive line, he's gonna have some some issues early. Um I think he's the most talented. I, I think he's the one I would wanna build my team around the most, but I think he would be in some trouble early behind
0: a bad offensive line. That makes sense. All right, so you're invested in Fields. Trade the pick. I'm all in on picks, Justin Fields. Get some yeah. offensive linemen. Get them, get them some wide receivers. Get them some help. Makes perfect the, sense. But
1: the the ideal situation is you trade back to two or four, still get more picks, and you still get one of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. If that if they can pull that off, that's a very very successful draft.
0: I like it. And speaking of things that we would also like, give us a thumbs up, rate, review, Andy subscribe. I don't even care if it's a nice comment. Just put something down in there. We always appreciate it. The algorithm doesn't
1: care if the, if the comments are positive or negative. They just like comments.
0: It does not. So give us some love, and we'll be back tomorrow. Otherwise, hop on over and let listen to the boys talk about some golf. See you then.